I'm Mary. I'm Nolan. I'm Lakita Ann. And I'm Austin. We are your hosts, and this is Your World, Your Money. We will be talking real money with real people in a real way. Because everyone deserves the opportunity and tools for freedom, financial or otherwise. Your World, Your Money is brought to you by Hanger Studios, a New York City-based recording studio, and Global Thinking Foundation, a global nonprofit working toward financial freedom and equality for all. Everybody, what's up? Welcome back to Your World, Your Money. This week, we are talking about money and surviving the holidays. Yes, the holidays are not canceled, folks, so you better get that budget together. So we are talking about, yes, stress, budgeting, or just figuring out how to give during this crazy thing called COVID. So we are switching it up a bit today. And you are going to be hearing from us, the lovely four hosts, and we are just going to be sharing our money Grinches. So, okay, what's up? Hey, money people. Hey. Hi. Hey, guys. But also, money Grinch, what does that mean? That's our way of saying real people money problems, dysfunctional and all. That's right. Today, we are chatting through the realities of money in the holidays because we all know in our own very different ways, the struggle is real. The struggle is so real. For (laughs) example, I have so much stress around the holidays, potentially also anger management problems, maybe all the time, but like we're just not going to tell people that. Um, But definitely during the holidays, like pretty much always during the holidays, I am stressed constantly. And we were talking about dysfunction. And during the holidays, me, my family, my budget, pretty much everything is solidly so dysfunctional. It's almost fabulous, but also dysfunctional. So my (laughs) money grinch is naturally that I get really, really stressed about finances during the holiday. So I guess where I'm coming to this conversation is how do I manage my holiday spending stress? And yes, feel free to comment on my fabulously dysfunctional family. Like, feel free. It's free range. We do it to each other. That's why we're dysfunctional. (laughs) That's how it works. Awesome. Mary, that actually rings so many bells for me because I sometimes get stressed out. But I will say planning. That's one thing that Mm. that I need to start doing because I do not plan. And then I'm like, oh, gift card, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you wanted a gift card to Starbucks and, you know, Staples, right? There we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's real. I think also something that helps me is open communication around the holidays about like where you are with that, what your budget is, what your budget wants to be, um, and really just talking through that, whether that be with friends, colleagues, financial advisors, and or family members. Okay, but I've got to add, like, how do I have that conversation? I know that I pretend to be like a grown-up that has like my life together. I pretend. So like, how do I have that conversation with people? How am I like, this is my budget and I need to know what yours is and or I need you to respect mine? Like, that's a tough conversation, isn't it? At least it is for me. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like that's a tough conversation. Yeah, I think it is. But one of the things I think is really important, especially now during these COVID times, is to take the pressure off of having to buy these sort of big gifts or really any gifts at all, right? Can't the gift just be like, hello, let's have a Zoom call together and like, (laughs) you know, sing holiday songs. 
The other thing too is I thought was really interesting. So a few months back, a friend of mine had a Zoom birthday party. And one of the things that they did was they brought a professional singer and that was sort of like the gift that everybody shared. So maybe it's sort of like if you have an activity or if there's someone that you all want to bring and then you all sort of chip in for a gift, right? So it doesn't have to be that everybody has to feel like they spent hundreds of dollars. It's like, okay, Mary, we are going to have a Zoom call and we're going to bring a singer or a guitar player and it's going to cost a hundred bucks. Let's all chip in and have a holiday party, right? So we can think outside of the box too. Yeah, that's amazing. It's very like experiential gift giving and also an incredible way to support the arts right now, which are, you Mm -hmm. know, under fire, unfortunately, due to COVID. So, um, you know, killing two birds with one stone there. Totally. That's true. That's a good, that's actually a really, really good point about supporting the arts and having a great gift and just togetherness, right? Yeah. Also, it's been the year of people working on craft projects and special Uh, baking projects. And I think it's time, this is the perfect time to show, show off what you did. Like, you know, use that as gifts for people. Wait, didn't everybody during this time become like a professional baker? Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. I've seen so much bread on Instagram. Is that just me? A lot of sourdough. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I haven't tried the sourdough yet. I, I feel like at the beginning I was like, oh, I'm Martha Stewart, right? And now I'm sort of like, oh, okay, I can't bear to spend so much time in my kitchen. But in the beginning, yeah, I had cakes and cookies and all sorts of stuff. So maybe some of those are coming out of the freezer for gifts this year, right? It's like you get the sourdough, you get the fruit cake. I learned how to do this a week ago. I learned this one four and a half months ago. I love these ideas, and I'm also something that always stresses me out that. We talked about a little bit, but how can I talk to some of my in-laws and some of my family members that, I mean, honestly, they just make way more than I do. And that's beautiful. That's awesome. We love them and live your life, be successful. And I want to support them in every way. But this year, I kind of have to have that tough conversation. I don't really know how to do that. Like, how do I jump onto Zoom and be like, hey, brother-in-law, you make $45,000 more than I do. So can you not ask me to get $150 gift for your five-year-old kid. Is that okay? (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'm joking about it now, but that's a tough conversation for me. Yeah, that that one's pretty tough because you always feel bad, right? Or if someone's like, oh, they're like a multimillionaire and you feel bad giving them this little like trinket from CVS. So I I think one of the things that I've seen some people do in families is have this conversation about limiting the amount that you can spend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, all of us, we're going to do a gift that's 25 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever that is. I feel like that's one great way to take the pressure off of people. And then also grab bags. So you don't have to do like a virtual grab bag probably if you're not in person. But so so you don't have to necessarily buy gifts for like 20 people if you have a big family, right? So I think those are a couple of ways to kind of tackle it. And then you don't have to have such a tough conversation. I like that idea. So I'm just going to let them know that I'm going to do baking grab bags. I'm going to bake everything for them, put them in little (laughs) bags and kind of ship it. No, I love this. This is great. Yeah, I think in in the vein of that honesty and transparency, you can also potentially do group giving and you could all come together and collectively, you know, spend $30 each in a family of, you know, four or five to get a larger gift if that's something that was like on the list or, you know, Santa's list that they wanted and you can't individually do that. I think that's another creative way to, again, requires transparency and honesty with those family members, but to say, hey, let's all come together and get this gift instead of feeling the responsibility or the burden to individually bear that financial weight. 
That's a great, that's actually a really great idea, especially if you were to have like, say you have several siblings and you need to get your parents a gift. Like You're like, okay, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, we're going to chip in. That's a great idea. I like that one too. Another thing, when you're talking about budgeting and keeping everything correct or keeping money in your account, I would say after the holidays is Mm. over, is I like cash still. You know, I know everybody's using like, they're just swiping cards, but I feel like when you're like, this is my budget and you're like, I have 500 bucks, I'm not going to spend past that. There's something about this swipe culture that encourages people, I feel like, to just spend, spend, spend because you don't see it. I can see that, okay, my $20 is now $1 and I'm like, oh, there went my budget. But when I feel like sometimes when we're swiping, it's just we're swiping money that we don't have or like, you know, you just keep swipe, swipe, swipe. And they're like, wait, I have $200 over budget. So I guess it's both. One is you can just set aside a budget and use only that money in pay everything in cash, right? If you go to the store, you pay cash and when it's done. The other is what happens if you only have like $20 to give and you're going to give cash? So I don't know. You probably can yeah. only give cash if it's over a certain amount. What, what do you guys think? Like, is it like uh, if you're giving under a certain amount, is that okay to give cash or is it only over a certain amount? Because it looks kind of cheesy if it's like 10 bucks, right? You know, I'd be more than willing to get 10 bucks. <laughs> um, I do not discriminate on cash denominations. So Santa, you can send me any cash that you want. Well, that actually leads to something that I think is so awesome. And Austin, you're going to talk about budgeting for you. Um, so I'll push it over to you in a second. But that actually, like, something that I think is really powerful is to choose a, an age group. And, you know, with COVID, it might literally be, like, up to college age kids. But like getting an age group and everybody gives that age group of kids, maybe it is $10, maybe it is $20. And while that might not seem like much from one person, but when you get that from eight relatives, you now are giving this kid an opportunity to do what we do best. And that is save or budget or get that toy that they told mom that they wanted, but they actually had to like plan out for and all of that stuff. So I actually think that there's room for this to be an awesome idea, even if it is only 10 or $20. I see that actually going really awesome, especially for certain age groups. I was like, I'd take it. I totally. actually, I still would. Yeah, <laughs> I still would take it. I, like, I can literally find like a dollar in my pocket, and I'm excited because it was a dollar <laughs> that day. I didn't expect. Right? I'm exactly. like, oh my god, a dollar that I found like crumpled up in my pocket. But you actually brought something to my mind, Mary. So there was several years back in my family. One of the things that my grandmother suggested was that we did this sort of gift giveaway where we were going to take like, I don't remember what, if it was 50 bucks or whatever the amount of cash was. And then we were going to split it up into envelopes and you could decide like one envelope, you're going to put five, one envelope, you're going to put 10, Uh one envelope was, you were going to put $2. And it was super fun because we just had one amount, but then it made it sort of like a fun activity in a game to see like, Oh, I'm opening up the envelopes and it was totally random. Hmm. Maybe you opened up 20, maybe you opened up five. So even though it it was small amounts at a time, it, it was sort of like a game. And so that was a fun way to do it for our family. That's a real psychology experiment there. I mean, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was, it was just funny watching people like open up envelopes and like, I got $20. And then the person next to you was like, I got two. Let me get another envelope. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going got, for another. I only got $5 in mine. But it was, it, it gave us a few laughs. I think we actually did it for a few years because it was just a fun activity. So speaking of fun activities, I brought y'all a holiday gift. So <laughs> I have some fun holiday spending trivia um, for everyone. So 
Here we go. We're going to play this game. All right, we're ready. First question is, what do you think the average American spends in total on holidays? Like for gifts, gift giving? Yeah, so this is all holiday spending. This includes gift giving, decorations, travel, the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, wow. This is like really scary to me because I feel like people spend more than they actually have in their savings account. Oh, for sure. Which is like, (gasps) Okay, I'm going to guess. You guess, Mary. I don't know. I'm going to guess um, 1500 Okay. That was going to be my guess. That's a lot of money. That's like I'm, that's like mortgage money for folks. <laughs> I'm like, that's what? like a paycheck, but like, don't mind me. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say $922. Oh, I love it. $1,700. That's my guess. Okay. So we got 15 17 and 9 23 22 22 Okay. Um, so... The National Retail Federation estimates that the average American spends in total on holidays, drumroll, $1,050. What? It's a very middle road. And was the closest. And you win a prize. (laughs) Oh, what do I I win? I win. I love, I told you I like surprises. So surprise me. I'm expecting to see something in the mail. (laughs) She wins an envelope in the mail that may or may not include two to $25. I like that. Send me an envelope. I don't even yes. care if you put a dollar in it or just put like whatever, a note, right? Surprise me. Money or a note, right? All right, guys. So the next episode that Anne's on, she's going to let us know how much we sent her in the envelope. I, I really will, folks. Uh-huh. I'm going to I'm going to report back. Mary, you're in charge of that. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Pressure. All right, sorry. So the next, uh, this, these will just be fun facts. Um, so in that holiday spending, there are two major categories. The first major category is gift giving. And that is an average of $660 per individual that they spend just (gasps) on gift giving. And the second largest category, which I thought was very interesting, wasn't travel. It was greeting cards and decorations. And on average, $230 per individual amount of greeting, to be exact. That's a lot of greeting. So in other words, Anne, my greeting envelope to you has to be worth $231. You know what? To be fair, it's greeting cards and decorations. So, estimated holiday spending in 2019 per person by state. That's the category. So, what state do you think had the highest individual average of spending? I'll give you the number so that the average for the highest state was $1,394. What state do you think that was in? Hmm. Connecticut. (laughs) Nola was so ready. I'm going to say Texas. That's what okay. I was going to say. I'm, my mom's in Texas, so I was going to be like, oh, go big or go home. Okay, so Texas, Connecticut. I really want to say Puerto Rico and be really annoying, but I won't. I'm going to guess South Carolina. Hmm. All right, so we got Connecticut, Texas, and South Carolina. Y'all are wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> You're the all wrong. correct answer is, drumroll again, North Dakota. What? what? North Dakota That's has crazy. the largest expenditure per person during the holidays at $1,394. So I don't know what people in North Dakota are doing, but I want to spend Christmas there. That wow. is so, that is so interesting. And I some really people hope- are like, North Dakota, there's still, some people are literally looking for North Dakota now, I promise you. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're on a map. They're like, where is it again? They're like, where is North Dakota again? Sorry, folks. North Dakota is awesome. If you're I do in know North, North Dakota, Dakota, this is, is yeah. so cool. Midwest represent. So mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the scale, 
what state do you think has the lowest average of individual holiday spending? And that number will be $893. Hmm, that's a lot of money. So what state do you think has, yeah, still, still a good chunk um, of change. I'm going to go with Alabama. Okay. New Mexico. I'm going to pretend like this is a state full of just like super awesome budgeters, and that's going to be my reference point. I'm going to say Rhode Island. All right. Again, you are all <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> but Lakita Ann was pretty close. It is Mississippi. Ooh. Oh, that was close. Mm. You got their neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Got neighbor. Very, this is very interesting. So Mississippi spends the least amount of money on an individual level at $893, but still not far off the national average of $1,050. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting trivia that we all got wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close. But in this vein of budgeting, I think my money grinch is the fact that I don't budget <laughs> um, around the holidays. So I don't necessarily feel like I overspend on the holidays, but I don't actively like prepare a budget. So I have like an idea of like how much money I want to spend on the holidays and then, you know, make sure that it's under that large chunk, but I don't individually budget per gift or per person that I'm going to give to. So I'd love to hear what your guys' tips and tricks are yeah, on budgeting around the holidays. I think we have to build a budgeting strategy for Austin. I, th- I think that's like going to be one of the goals. So goal one, send and an envelope. Goal two, budget for Austin for holiday. I'm just listening to him and he's like, yeah, I just have like this chunk and then I spend it. And as long as I don't go over, it's great. And like, that's a great strategy. I love it. I, love- I feel like we can do some work in there. I feel like there's some progress available. Very interesting question because then say you have like 500 bucks to spend, you need to figure out, are you, and you have 10 people to shop for, are you going to split that equally or is there like a hierarchy, right? Like you're like, okay, my mom and my dad are going to get the most, but then the mom and dad have to get the same because if my mom looks over and she's like, what, (laughs) you got this and I got that. So maybe there's like a hierarchy and then maybe all the siblings, you just split equally. That's one way. Or you just say, hey, everybody, I'm not going over X amount. I feel like there has to be some sort of plan. Otherwise, if you just sort of buy, then you spent a hundred bucks on one person and like 15 on the other, because that's what you had left by the time you got to their present. So I, I definitely think you need to plan it out like equally or like some hierarchy of how much you'll spend. Yeah. The toughest thing for me is just doing the budget. I always convince myself like, oh, I don't need to think about it this year. I'll just like spend the money, buy the gifts I want to get them and not plan it out and have mm-hmm. a budget planned beforehand. And that's always the worst decision. I'm, I'm always upset with myself when I do that. So do you have any suggestions on just how to like motivate yourself to be proactive, to make that budget, to really think in advance about what you're willing to spend and what's a good idea for your financial health to spend? Well, I mean, I'm the person with all the stress. So I'll go back to my side of the conversation where you guys were giving me this really smart advice. Like, obviously, first have the conversation. Like, is everybody spending $30 per person? And then that builds your budget right there. Are you guys only doing experience gifts this year? Are you spending $50 per kid and you're just giving, you know, your brothers and sisters a hug and telling them you're a grown up, get over it. You know, where are we in that conversation? So I think the conversations obviously have to happen first. And then, Anne, I love what you said so much. So 
We've had our conversations. We're gift giving. We build out, okay, I'm giving this much money to this part of my family, this much to my mom and dad because of my mom and dad. And like my mom can't look at the Prada shoes, let my dad see them. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? So we build out that hierarchy. And I'm a huge proponent personally. So you guys jump in on this. But I'm a huge proponent personally of understanding that number and then spreading it out over as much time as possible. Because we think like $890 sounds like a lot. But if you spread it out over three, four months, it's actually not as bad of a weight to bear. Like I could feasibly say, oh, you know what? I could actually do $800 for a holiday if I spread it out over four months. Mm -hmm. That's only $200 a month. And like, I feel comfortable with that. Whereas when you're telling me $800 Mm. in December, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I still would like to get paid, guys. Like, what? Totally. (laughs) So I think that's a great place to start. And that's personally one of my favorite things to do because it just saves me (laughs) stress. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point too, is you first have to understand what the plan is before you can follow it, right? Mm. So I like what you said, Mary, about just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how much I'm going to budget. This is how much each gift is. But I think it's so important, something you said also earlier, is to shop early. Because what happens usually for me, for example, is there are some gifts that I didn't get. And then I find myself like, the night before in like Nordstrom paying like $50 for one sock, right? Because like I I didn't plan, right? So I think that is one big thing is just making sure to plan. And then another thing is not every single thing for the holidays you need to be buying over and over again. Like I'm still wondering, Austin, about this amount for like all these decorations. Like I don't know about you guys, but like, I still have the decorations from a long time ago and those puppies <laughs> sure. are coming out, right? Uh-huh. Like, I don't need to buy extra decorations because you can reuse the same thing. And, and guys, also another tip is like a week after the holidays, that's when you should be buying the decorations for the next holiday, right? Yes, because yes. Because it's like clearance, like <laughs> everything is dirt cheap because like, they're like, okay, holiday's over. Now you can get everything dirt cheap. So really make a plan so that you can save money. In case anyone is wondering, just to resonate so strongly with that, Austin and I on the 1st of November will be buying so much Halloween candy and we will feel so good (laughs) about our adulting skills. Everyone needs to know this. That's actually true. That's like the best time to buy. Yeah. The best time in February 15th. Yes. In CBS is across America. (laughs) (laughs) It's very real. And CBS is a crowd. That sounds like a commercial. Yeah, CBS, <laughs> thanks for your sponsorship. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I love this conversation about, you know, proactivity. And I think um, similarly to how we were talking about, you know, these other gift-giving ideas, once once you see what that looks like and you're thinking about it months in advance, you can be honest with yourself as well that you don't have that this year because of COVID, because of X, Y, Z, whatever situation. And so you can get creative and to have a kumbaya moment come to the spirit of, of what the holidays are and the gift-giving, you know, anyway, and, and to, to do that and to be able to gift-give, but to be able to do that with your heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't I laugh at me. To, I'm sorry. Kumbaya moment. That is beautiful. I want to use that in every sentence. I love I, it. I now with have your heart. Forward. <laughs> <laughs> to build off of what Austin was saying there, again, all about the Kumbaya moment, this is the year to say, and I don't want to go, you know, too big into COVID, but this is the year to say, what kind of conscious gifts can we give? Mm-hmm. Because I'm also thinking, let's say we make that plan. We decide to give this much money for 
everyone else in our family, mom and dad, we've put you over here, you know, brothers, sisters, there we go. But everyone else, we've decided to give this much money. There's so many conscious gifts that we can give to people that aren't necessarily consumption based. Mm -hmm. So for example, like one of the things that we've done as a family is when one of my family members had a kid, every year we give that kid money And we put it into an account for them. They get to watch that and see it grow. And I know that's like, wow, you are a financial literacy Mm -hmm. person to the core. And I'm like, actually, (laughs) we were doing that before I came to this and before I came to financial literacy. Because it's so incredible to give these kind of conscious gifts that say, we want to share with you a future. It's not just about giving a kid money or giving... Mm-hmm. Heck, again, we're grownups. Like, <laughs> I'd take it. Uh, it's like, it's not even just about giving money or the conscious aspect of it. You're giving future. And I just wanted to highlight that this year is such a good year for that because we've been doing so much good in, to our world. Like, we really haven't been consuming in the same practice as we were before. And there's a real opportunity this year to say, what can I give that promises a future mm-hmm. rather than takes it away? I love this so much. And the other thing that it just brings to mind, just when we think about gift giving this year and in this COVID time, there's so many creative types of gifts that you can give. You made me think about even just like online learning, right? Like Mary, I I found this, whatever you, maybe you found a discount for an online learning class and you're going to gift that, or, you know, somebody loves reading. So you're gifting them something for Kindle. I, I just think there's so many different ways to give. I mean, Heck, I wouldn't be even excited if somebody was like, hey, let me pay your Adobe subscription for one month. Like, (laughs) hello, like, let me pay your Zoom subscription for the next month. If you know it's like a business owner or like things like that. So I think we can find creative ways to give gifts as well. It doesn't have to be just the traditional gift giving that we do, especially this year. Yeah, and even maybe thinking of keeping it local because I I've, I literally gave somebody masterclass as a present and I gave one of my other uh, family members like a subscription to this like boutique clothing, like Love online it. thing. So you don't purchase tons and tons and tons of pieces. You just purchase the three that you really want. But there's even ways to do this locally because I think about we're all in these big cities and, you know, mm-hmm. we're very lucky to be in big cities. But when I think about where my mom is and she's in a small town in Texas mm-hmm. and even those local businesses, they're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much that is so much more conscious of the world that we're in. They are doing like personal shopping sessions mm-hmm. with a gift card or another one that I know is a local winery and they're delivering mm-hmm. wine. There's so many options That's to cool. be conscious and even stay local because right now local businesses would love to have this. Yeah, especially there's a lot of people also like on Etsy, for example, like yeah. if you're looking to buy cards or you're looking to buy like just different crafts or different things like that to send people. There are so many talented artists and people like that on marketplaces like Etsy and others that seriously could use our help. It's just one person who's like, they're the designer, the CFO, and like literally (laughs) everything for the business. And to show them a little love, I think is important in times like this as well. I was just going to say, for a lot of people, they do have the money right now to spend. You know, it's kind of this situation in the economy where a lot of people are hurting, but a lot of people, honestly, they're saving more money than ever before. If you're in a position where you can spend, you shouldn't feel bad about it. And you're helping local business, the economy, you know, everybody by doing that too. That's a good point. I I literally, I think, put a photo on Instagram at one point with me with bags. And I was like, supporting the economy 
because like that is true too. If you do have a little bit of funds to spend, it's nice to support the economy. And if you don't, I do feel like maybe there's this year, there can also be a conversation where people don't feel like they have to spend, right? Because it makes people feel really bad when they don't have money. So that conversation also like, are we going to ever like normalize the fact that you don't always have to spend a lot of money during the holidays? Like that's something that can be normalized as well, right? True. Let's normalize it here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, you, none of you are getting a gift, but you're getting my <laughs> beautiful smile. Yes, yeah. done. Hey, that counts for something. So, okay, we've had the conversation about, you know, maybe you don't have a lot of money to spend now. And we talked a little bit about if you do have some money to spend for holiday and like that's completely okay. But for those of us that are spending during holiday, we also kind of want to be particularly careful and safe right now. Because Nolan, I think that might be one of your Grinches. It is. My money Grinch, I always worry about fraud and scams and honestly getting ripped off during the holiday Mm. season. Mm -hmm. There is nothing I hate more than knowing I'm getting ripped off one way or another when I'm out there just trying to find good deals, right? Um, So I think when people are out there shopping, they should just remember that obviously there's always scams. There's always fraud. But during the holiday season, it's kind of on another level. It's just way more prevalent. So yeah, folks should be like really cautious about looking out for fake retailers that are out there, often around like toys and electronics and being on the lookout for like those traditional scams that seem to Mm -hmm. crop up more often during the holidays. Like, you know, those phishing attempts in your emails, trying to convince you, you bought something that you didn't or even fake charities trying to convince you Mm. that uh, Mm -hmm. they need money, but they're not actually real charity. Have you guys seen any scams around that you think people should be on the lookout for? Yeah, for sure. I think one that I notice a lot around the holidays on just like a personal shopping level is price slashing and markups while you're shopping. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, you enter a store and there's 60% off, 70% off. And then you look at the, you know, the retail value or you see what they were originally selling it for less than two weeks ago. And it's marked up times, you know, 150%. So are there ways or like apps or resources that you guys use that you can like price compare during holidays so you know if something's being price slashed and marked up? That's a great question because it's not even like an illegal fraud, right? You're just being ripped off by the store itself. For sure. So I think one of the most important things is don't fall for the deals. Don't convince yourself you're, you're getting the best deal possible. I can't believe they'd reduce this by 70%. If you're in the store, Check on your phone. Do a little online price comparison to see if the markup price actually is the real markup Mm -hmm. price of that product. And if you're shopping online, it's even easier. There's so many online tools. One is called Camel, 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 Three Camels, (laughs) uh, where you can just see the price history of things on Amazon. So when you see like 50% off, whoa, you can actually see like, okay, that was the normal price of that product just last week. Yeah, that's a good point too. A, a couple things that I also do to just to try to protect myself from fraud as much as possible. One is if I am shopping with someone that I don't know and I've never bought from them, I would use a credit card versus a debit card because it's so much easier like it for you to call up your credit card company and be like, "Hey, I never heard of this. You're getting your money back." Much easier than if you had a debit card and the money was taken immediately out of your account. The other thing that I do is I, just in general, I check my account like religiously. So I notice if like 25 cents is missing from my account. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I've literally called the bank and been like, why did you take 60 cents from me? 
So, and that just allows me to be up on things. So I notice right away if something looks fishy versus like two months later, you're like, wait a minute, yeah. I, I wasn't checking my account. So those are a couple things that I think you can do just to try to stay up on things. And I, I really want to build on that really quick because that's such an important point to highlight. And I know we don't want to encourage credit card use, especially if you're using it more than you're able to pay off in that month. So like, yes, we don't necessarily want to encourage that, but Anna's exactly spot on with that because with your credit card, you can call that credit card company, you can increase the security. You can monitor, you can have alerts come into your phone. Mm -hmm. There are so many more protections built into using that card, that major credit mm -hmm. card, than there are using a debit card or cash or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so again, while we don't want to encourage, like, go crazy with it, also recognize that there are so many protections there. Like, mm -hmm. you can literally put an alert on your card so that if a company charges you $1, they will flag that company and not just for your card. They will flag it at the company level. So you're actually helping other mm -hmm. people out as well. So again, don't go crazy. It's a credit yeah. card. But also there are some mm -hmm. major benefits. Also, it's a little bit safer and it protects your money just a little bit more. And like you both said, check it often. Check your statements often because totally. it is so easy to miss things, especially during the holiday mm -hmm. season when you're making a lot of purchases. These fraudulent purchases can sneak in there. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I also like what you said, Mary, because I think it's important, especially during the holidays, to talk about credit cards for a moment, right? And yes. I think it's important that people understand how to use credit cards in the way that works best for them. So for me, for example, I don't put anything on a credit card that I don't already have the money for. That's just me personally. So I'm putting it on the credit card, maybe because I want points and maybe for, maybe for security reasons, but it's not that I'm buying things that I can't afford to buy. And then months later, I'm still trying to pay it off. So for me, it's like, you're putting something on the credit card that either you have the money for, or if you don't, you know you're going to have the money in a couple weeks, for example. Just before, I would say you're going to have the money before they slap you with that interest charge. Mm. That's what I say, right? So you're like, yeah. oh, in two weeks, I'll have the money before that interest comes due. And it is important to talk about because now I do feel like during the holidays, people are using that credit card like it's just like free money and it's not. When they slap on that 25% interest or whatever crazy amount it is now, it's really hard to come back and recover from that. That is 100% true. And one other credit card related thing I want to mention is, especially during the holidays, these stores kind of push store specific credit cards on people and they always get you with mm -hmm. like, you'll get $200 off this purchase if you sign up for a mm -hmm. store specific card. Yes! And you I gotta sound say, like an ad. almost no, every time like that. that is not worth it. Like when totally. you are being sold something like that, <laughs> do not fall for it. You are much better off shopping for credit cards on your own terms, doing your due diligence and finding the card that's going to give you the best benefits rather than a small, meager amount of benefits at, at that, only at that store. Oh my God. Did you guys hear that? Cause he's spitting some serious truth right now. I'm telling you, beware, because when you start going into the stores from like tomorrow on, so true. It's like you're checking out and they're like, oh, but you can save $20 today or, oh, you could save $50. And you're like, $50? And then you sign up for all of these store credit cards and then you find yourself having all these like dings on your credit. Now you have credit cards, you forgot to pay it. 
So really watch out for that. And I would say avoid it. I know somebody's, I feel like somebody's going to come looking for me because I just said avoid the store credit cards, (laughs) but avoid them anyways, folks. Well, to bridge between you guys and just kind of like do the highlights there because you're both so spot on with it. Um, So store credit cards, most of the time they have crazy interest rates or the deals that they offer aren't actually worth it if you look at that interest rate and or what you're spending. Again, like going back to like markups and stuff like that. So definitely to highlight that. And also to talk credit cards, um, especially through that interest rate. Remember, every credit card will go onto your credit score. If it is a credit card, it's going on a credit score. And that's what Anne was mentioning about like dinging your credit. So if you're like, oh, it's just a store credit card. If it is in fact a credit card and you are signing an agreement, it's going on your credit. This isn't some like play money. It's definitely going on the credit report. And the last thing that I wanted to bridge that you guys were highlighting that's so important to be mindful of, especially during holiday when we are spending more money potentially on credit cards, every credit card has your interest rate and they also have penalty interest rates. And those can be kicked in for anything. They can even be kicked in for some behaviors that are not picked up as fraud. So always, and I know it sounds really silly and sometimes it makes us a little uncomfortable and like our our skin crawls a little bit, but call your credit card company and say, hey, what's my interest rate right now? There's nothing wrong with that question. They can't not tell you. They can't be shady. Just ask them because you truly might hear a number that is a solid 12 percentage points higher than you're expecting. And you don't want that on the one month that you actually spent money on your credit card. So um. That's my last thing to bridge what you two guys are saying because it's just, to me, it's so important to highlight that because those things can happen and they can happen from fraudulent charges that you're not watching. They actually can. It's crazy. Totally. You know what? We I feel like we need to do a, an episode just on credit cards because this we is should. a whole other like can of worms, right? That you're opening up that I feel like there's uh, so much to sorry. be said about it, but that's to be continued. To be continued. Definitely to be continued. But for now, I hope this conversation helps everyone love on your money grinch a little bit more. I know I certainly feel a little bit less stressed into these holiday months. I mean, still the dysfunctional family, but you know, only God can do the work there. Only he's got that. Uh, So I'm excited to figure this all out and for all of the awkward Zoom family gatherings. (laughs) (laughs) You know those will be fun and you know we're all going to have to do that. But thank you again for joining us this week. Next week, we'll start a conversation on conscious spending. But for now, happy holiday budgeting. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Good luck, guys. See ya. You've been listening in with Your World, Your Money. You can find us at ywympodcast.com and stay updated on Instagram at Global Thinking Foundation USA. Be sure to rate and review us, and you can reach us with questions or thoughts at hi at ywympodcast.com. Our thanks again to Hangar Studios and Global Thinking Foundation. Thanks, friends. Happy money making. See you next time.